I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, April 30, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. So we had an early shakeout this morning, but the markets turned around and the S&P actually finished positive for the day. Only up about three points, but still a nice turnaround and a positive finish. You know what that tells us, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but I have no choice. That tells us we have yet to reach final destination the market is still bullish it's in an uptrend yada 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 the same story applies but we have other things to look at there's other things going on a lot of it and what's going to happen tomorrow is going to be driven in some part and we'll find out later how much of a part but in some part will be driven by Apple's earnings which is going to happen while I'm making this video by design So we'll take a look at Apple after the stock gets going after the report comes out. Also, as a recap, what have we been discussing? We've been discussing it's the end of the month. There's going to be money flows the first of every month, which is the first of May in this case. When is the first of May? The first of May is Wednesday, tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. Apple reports earnings, money flow tomorrow. If we get a double whammy, plus some other things, including the Federal Reserve announcement, the Fed meets two days, today and tomorrow. They have an announcement tomorrow. They're not expected to do anything doesn't make any difference but the market will take any excuse it wants to make a move in any direction it wants so if it's bullish already if apple is bullish and we'll find out later what that likely story will be or at least what the first indication will be and if a couple of other things line up they could really use the fed as the final excuse for the remaining part of the melt-up getting the remaining bulls on board into this market everybody that's not already in will be hopping on board based on FOMO fear of missing out that's what we want to see before I go any further let me pause and thank everybody for participating and making comments and posts underneath the video each and every night I love the interaction and you know how I especially love the banter back and forth In addition, if it's worthy, and only if it's worthy, hit the thumbs up button on the video, and then go ahead and share the video with anybody that you think can benefit from this information. Back to business. By the way, even before Apple comes out, I want to slip this in and then we'll see what happens after the fact. Remember yesterday we took a look at Google. Let's hop over there real quick. So here's the chart of Google. Google got hit really, really hard, got a nice haircut today, down about 100 bucks, 7.5%, finished down about $98. There's a sneak peek at some of the price levels. However, these did not hit their price targets today. However, Inside the Numbers members did have six trades that hit their price targets early in the morning. It was a bonanza, to say the least, and I really appreciate all the messages. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Back to business again. The point here is when you look at Google getting hit really, really hard and not everything across the tech sector was hit today, but guess what? The Nasdaq composite was down 54 points today and the Qs, which we'll look at later, were down about $1.20. Well, guess what? Let's see what kind of impact 
Apple has on the queues today. Are they going to get hit farther? Are they going to get hit a lot more on the southern side? Or are they going to have a turnaround and today will just be a blip and a continuous uptrend if Apple is received kindly by the market participants? So as a wrap on the daily chart of the spider, nothing changed. We were up 45 cents. So what really could have changed from yesterday's close other than the fact that today was a higher close? New closing high, new closing all-time high. So that may get some fanfare, but we'll see how some of this other stuff shakes out. Looking over in Camp IWM, we have somewhat of a divergence from the spider today, but it's not all that much. It's a third of a percent, and we still are really in the same position we were yesterday. Above all the moving averages, it's just a down day by 55 cents, so we're not going to really peel back the onion too much on this. If we start coming down harder and begin closing below the moving averages, that's something entirely different. But right now, No material change in Camp IWM. By the way, I want to circle back to the spider. I want to point something out that I think is extremely important. All the time, we talk about the fact that markets like to come back and test former breakout and former breakdown areas. This morning, the market sold off. Let's find out what happened using the same perspective that we've been looking at for the last couple of weeks. We've been looking at a 120-minute chart. The first candle of the day today is the completion of this 120-minute candle. But what really took place today was that the market came down to test a former breakout area. Now, we can split hairs over exactly where that breakout area is. That's not really what's important from a concept perspective. If we want to find the tradable support levels, we go down to a different time frame and we use some of the other tools that are found in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader to find those specific trades where the bottom is going to be. But once we've identified the fact that this is actually taking place from a larger time frame perspective, that's when we can drill down and begin looking for something juicy. What kind of tools do we use? We use time, we use signs and signals of a trend change, we use former pivots, we use former breakouts, former breakdown areas. These are all found on various different time frames, not just the 120 minute chart. All these other time frames, as you know, look different. They have different support and different resistance areas. They're based on different time frames, therefore, different trades shorter time frame shorter term trade larger time frame longer term trade you wouldn't take a scalp trade off of a 120 minute chart just the same as you wouldn't make a long-term investment off a 10 minute chart let's head over to the transportation department see what's going on over there so we've been discussing the transports as being the potential and usually is the canary in the coal mine You'll notice, and we've mentioned this for several days, but you'll notice that the transports topped out, the spiders are still going higher, the queues are still going higher. So we have to take note of this, not necessarily can do anything with this information yet, however, it is an important puzzle piece, and the transports did somewhat of what we discussed last night. They came down to what? Here's the low today, and what is that? Can that be a former breakout area? 
Did the transports just do what we just discussed that the spiders did on the 120-minute chart, which is also found on the hourly chart, on and on? So can the transports go back up from here? Yes, they can. Do they have to make new highs while the other markets go up? No, they don't. And if they don't, that would be viewed, at least from where I sit, as a non-confirmation signal That would be a bearish signal. If the transports made new highs above this high here from just the other day, comes in at 11,148 and change, above that high hourly and then certainly daily closes above that high and higher prices across the board are very likely. And if the transports are up in that neighborhood, you've already got higher prices across the board. Here are the cues. We discussed the cues. Similar story. Maybe they came down to a former breakout area. Maybe they came down to test a breakup candle low. Any way you want to look at it, it's still not bearish. It's still in an uptrend. It was a down day, and you can certainly attribute a lot of the down day in the queues to Google. Would this chart look the same if Google was flat today? No, it wouldn't. That's one of the reasons why I don't love the queues, other than from an awareness perspective, it's too top-heavy weighted toward a small bucket of stocks. That's just the way it is. So I understand it, and I take it for what it is. Looks like Apple is due out any second, so they're jerking the stock around. Might as well switch over and just have some fun. There it goes to the upside. Doesn't necessarily mean it's headed there for good, but it is pushing higher. So we'll see what kind of impact that has on the rest of the market. Obviously, it can turn back around. We've seen this dozens and dozens of times before. Earnings report comes out, stock goes one way, comes around. 15 minutes later, it's down in the other direction. But anything goes. Apple's up at 210. That's a big, big move for Apple. We'll see if it holds. If it does, that's going to have a very, very positive impact for the Qs, for the NASDAQ composite, just the same as Google had the negative impact. This is why I wanted to have that discussion, and I wanted to see it in real time and talk through it in real time. I'm looking at the Qs on my other screen. I'm looking at the after hours, and they're moving higher, obviously. So Apple's having the impact that we said it would, and if it holds we're likely to see more bullish behavior tomorrow. That would be the prevailing wisdom. We're in an uptrend. We are and will remain so until we're not. Let's get back in our lane and we'll let Apple and the rest of the market do its thing in the after-hour session. We're looking at the financials. We took a detour down at the financial district. What's going on here? There's nothing negative. Everything is fine as it relates to where we were yesterday. We were up two cents, so there's no change. We're stuck on 28. I shouldn't use the word stuck, but right now we're on 28. We're looking for 28 and a quarter, and if the markets rise, if everything remains bullish, and we get bullish follow-through, and we get stuck bullish for the remainder of the week, we're going to see higher prices in the XLF along with the rest of the market. It's unlikely we see them diverge at this point. If you start to see the financials roll over, it's cause for concern. But right now, they're in much of the same position on the daily chart as the rest of the markets. Above all the moving averages, in an uptrend, the more bullish behavior there is, 
the more bullish behavior there is. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's how they have to get everybody else who's not already in the market in the market before it makes a meaningful top. That's the way it works. The higher they drive the market, the more meaningful the top will become. Let them go. Let them do their thing. We've been discussing this. We don't necessarily know exactly where Final Destination is, but as long as we're in an uptrend and we do not have the sign and signal of a trend change, then we just let them continue to do what they're doing. No change. We had put $297 for the SPY up on the board last week. Probably sounded ridiculous to most people. Here we are in the after-hour session on Tuesday at 295 or just short of it. How about the SMH? Any change here? No, no bearish change, only bullish change. We're staying above the 20-period moving average. All we did was come back down to home base. Home base is holding. It's still in an uptrend. It was a positive day today. If everything goes as planned in terms of how Apple is behaving and how the rest of the market should follow suit into Wednesday, we should get more upside and follow through in the SMH. This doesn't have to be finished going higher. If the reverse happens and everything changes and we're falling in the morning, well then Friday's low is your bogey 113 and a half. Any hourly and then daily close below 113.49 and the other thing is happening, not bullish, but bearish behavior. We've already come down to, I'll call it a pseudo test of the former breakout area. And what I mean by that is right here. Okay, so we made this low here. We didn't really get into that breakout area, but that's a pseudo test. If we were to come down again, I wouldn't suspect that that would be the test and then all of a sudden we'd take off again. I would view that as negative behavior because the market would have turned around rather than continuing what looks to be positive reaction from whatever Apple said in their earnings report. That's about it from a chart perspective. There's a couple of other items on the board, if you will. This Friday, we have the phony jobs report again. We'll see how the market reacts to that. A lot of the work is going to be done before that when we have the Fed on Wednesday. We have Apple after the bell today, which is still up around $209.00. 209 and change so that's positive for the markets thus far but keep in mind they have to hold that into the opening bell wednesday whatever the fed says the market will be listening intently we got a little taste test this afternoon where one of the former fed presidents began discussing that inflation is not necessarily at the fed's ideal target now if you've been around for a long time then you've heard me discuss inflation. Not sure I understand why the Fed and followers of the Fed believe inflation is good. I'm not suggesting deflation is good. I'm just not suggesting inflation is good. Why is it good when everything costs us more? I'm not going to get too deep into that conversation, but just as a general rule, why would that be a good thing? Because that's the result of inflation. 
Sure, stock prices go up, the value of your home may go up, the value of other assets may go up, but also the value of our everyday expenses goes up, and unfortunately, it generally doesn't keep pace with the rate at which we earn. Unfortunately, the inflation, the amount of increase that things cost, costs us more every month, every year, year over year over year. Unfortunately, that seems to outpace the amount of money we make. So I still have a hard time understanding how inflation is good. However, the point I want to make is if you start to hear the Fed say they would like to be at a target inflation rate, which they're not at today, which means they want to create, using air quotes, create inflation, that means they want liquidity in the market. That's French for more liquidity in the market. The market participants would generally take that kindly. They would like that. That would generally be bullish behavior. Don't know how that all is going to unfold. Just wanted to bring it to your attention. Again, just a little bit inside my mind. Not too dangerous tonight. Just a little bit of a caution flag. And with that, I think we're going to give it a wrap. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.